Hey everyone, we are the three princes and we go around looking for things to penetrate deeply. Hey intellectual. <laughs> uh, welcome to our show. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. Uh, it's Duel and uh, Diresh from the Nessius as well as Mihiro from uh, Unilever. Uh, so I've been thinking recently uh, uh, a designer's job is to facilitate articulation for a client. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In, wow. in, in a in a in a in a design because not everyone is a designer. Not not everyone sees things visually, right? Sure. So you need to. That's essentially what you do. That's what a creative artist. That's what a writer does. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so it's it is it is the way of articulating. Somebody else's thoughts into a commercial piece. Sure, sure, yeah. Okay, okay. So, what are we talking about today? So, today's episode is actually going to be pretty interesting for everyone. We are going to give you a crash course on marketing. Actually, Mira is going to sit down and give us a crash course on marketing, and uh, we're going to listen like little bitches. <laughs> and so are you. <laughs> but yeah, so Mira has many, many, many years of experience actually doing marketing as well as uh, going and explaining this stuff to uh, a lot of different people and not just that it's not it's not marketing in the way we are used to right like we are used to going into meeting clients who are like scraping for budgets and they have to like scratch and claw at, at whoever to get get something approved something mm-hmm. as small as a brochure yeah but mihira works in a place where marketing reigns supreme so over the entire yeah. pipeline and uh, we are going to see if we can give us an approach all the way from 30,000 to ground level on what exactly marketing is, how you can take some information out of this and tomorrow go and make some changes in your company that are going to have long-term ramifications in terms of benefits for you and everyone. So let, let me bring all both of you down to ground. <laughs> It is about creating value. Yeah, marketing. what we do is to try and create value as people we try to create value sure i think that's a philosophy of business yeah. and uh, that's what we spoke about initially and not well. just like in life as well yeah right? so we are all in the pursuit of creating value for one another yeah. and in business, and for ourselves yeah, yeah. and for ourselves yeah. in business we do that by solving someone's problem and in return we get paid for it. and yeah. this is the fundamentals of everything yeah. right uh, so the objective is to create value hmm. marketing over, over over time has being deemed one of the best ways of doing it uh but let me just take you back like two steps mm. again uh we spoke about this in like our first episode but let me our essential objective is to solve problems sure that's how all things start right uh people have inherent problems for example from needing to wash themselves to uh needing a internet server to get on to uh, uh to go and search or a search engine to go and search for something mm. people have lots of things that they need to solve in their day to day lives and as our culture has become more complex what has happened is those problems have proliferated into many other things yeah so essentially the 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 categories of problems have just increased and increased because our societies have become more complex and complex one great way of approaching any problem is essentially finding out what people want then solving that problem 
and by solving that problem if you do it well enough you essentially make money it's a very simple equation of thought process and that is essentially what we deem call what what we what we deem to call marketing sure yeah. okay okay uh, <laughs> like i said two episodes ago where marketing has been referred to as like i i refer to it as two things one is it's a it's a process mm-hmm. and you will see where the process is and today is about the process sure uh but it is a philosophy of managing business on the other hand mm-hmm. okay uh the philosophy of managing business is essentially know what your cust- uh, uh, consumer customer wants understand it deeply provide a great solution for it and by providing a great solution for it you get essentially to create value uh, for that customer or consumer and by that you earn money okay so it's basically the final part of that uh, equation it's like a by product almost it is the fact that you provide value that actually gives you money it's Correct. which is why a lot of people say you can't really make money in the pursuit of money it's you make you make you really start making money the more you start focus on what the problem you're trying to solve and solving it better absolutely absolutely um so yeah so essentially that is that is essentially bloody marketing that's that's it right uh where where people i think tend to go wrong slightly is i think brand management and marketing are very closely equated right they have to be because i believe brand management was management was a byproduct of marketing okay let's take a step back but a brand manager is a brand management essentially means that you have to manage a brand but what is brand and branding okay fine okay um okay so starting at the top again business process mm-hmm. essentially looking for how to solve a problem yeah in trying to solve a problem we need people to figure out where to go and look for the problem there is this famous uh, which is the basis for the ehrenberg bass model which is mm. people don't buy brands people buy categories sure i would say no people don't buy brands they buy categories because how that's how we have categorized solutions people buy solutions mm. and we have broken those solution down into categories right 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 okay. for example i need to clean myself is a is is a, is a problem yeah the category can be skin cleansing okay soap yeah is a category yeah okay so people don't people first look for what to solve in their lives then they look for a brand right in the hierarchy of uh buying things right right how they approach you now as a result of this need to solve problems and find uh, find solutions business has created a sub segment of thought that says if the solution is known multiple times or if the solution or, or the or the or the solution that within the within the periphery of the brand that you uh, within the periphery of the solution you are looking for which is the category you are looking for there are there are places that you will definitely go for because over time what has happened is more and more people have tried to solve the same problem 
That okay. is essentially what happens mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. many years. Everyone wants to get into solving how to clean yourself. Sure. Everyone has been looking for solutions, and they have now said, "Okay, I am one way of solving solving that problem. There's a second way of solving a problem, and there's a third way of solving a problem." Mm. And they have marked them out, saying, "These are brands that solve these problems." Okay. So you see the hierarchy in yeah. operation. Right. Okay, that makes sense. As a problem. There's a general solution. The general solution breaks down into approaches to approaches to solving that problem. Uh, I'd also like to interject over here and say that a lot of this sounds like it's very B to C, but this is pretty much across the board. Even in B to B, you are still fundamentally trying to solve a problem. And when people are purchasing, they are purchasing categories of solutions. They Correct. aren't particularly buying a solution. Like, for example, when you pick between something, I don't know if this is a good example, but Teams and Notion, right? Mm. You're essentially, what you're paying for over there is not Teams or Solution. It's basically a collaborative workspace, which is the category that they're trying to serve. Correct. But yeah, moving on. Yeah. So, essentially, multiple people have tried to solve problems. And what has happened is over time, these these separate solutions had to get named or they have to get remembered. Right. And over time, they realized that we will call these things brands. Now, brands are nothing new. Everyone has a name. Yeah. 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 So, therefore, everyone is a brand. Did it it come from the cattle brand? Like where you... I might have, yeah. Uh, yeah. There are, uh, I mean, I, I don't know whether it's a urban myth, or like a myth, or it's it's actually the truth. Mm. Uh, but irrespective of where they come from, mm. oh man, would you look at that? Uh, so it comes from Bern, old English brand, burning, also in brand of Germanic origin, related to German brand, also to burn. Which the is, verb sense yeah, yeah. mark with a hot iron dates from late Middle English, giving rise to the noun. There you go. So that's where it's from. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we know the etymology of the <laughs> the term brand. Well done. Uh, so what happens is we, so let me put it this simple, as simply. Is every human being a brand? Like everyone with a name, a brand? Everyone with a name who is remembered by someone else is a brand. Correct. Yeah. So what essentially then becomes is a brand? Anything uh, that is remembered and has a name. Correct. Forget about the name. Anything that is remembered is a brand. Sure. Okay. You can give it a name. Yeah. Then in the classic it corporate... Makes it easy to remember. Correct. In the classic corporate structure of things, mm-hmm. it becomes what we call a brand. Okay. So, in the simplest way put, and this is not my thought, and this is... This is uh, uh, Aaron Bass, Byron Sharp, and Jenny Rominak says there's this big part in the book that says brands equal, like the equal sign, mm. uh, memories. Sure. Yeah. 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 Brands are memories. Yeah. That is essentially what a brand is. Mm. Right. Does that what? mean that, uh, sorry, uh, does that mean that brand management essentially is controlling that memory? Correct. Wow. That is essentially that is essentially the the crux of what we are trying to do. Right. We are trying to manipulate, correct, propagate 
a memory. Right. Yeah? Okay. Now we have a very rough understanding of how memory works, but forget about the psychology of it. Mm-hmm. The idea of it is, if people remember you, mm-hmm. you are a brand. More people that remember you, you are more valuable. Mm-hmm. So the amount that you remember basically is tied to your value. Correct. Is that because <clears throat> the only way more people can remember you is because you have provided something of value for a consistent period? No, I, I don't believe that. I, I don't. I, I think there are lots of things that have no direct value to people's lives that they remember. That they remember, mm-hmm. but in the in the in the act of them remembering it the the individual that has no interaction with the the person remembering it the person they are trying to remember becomes valuable sure okay sure. i mean like why would kim kardashian okay fine i, I that's a bad uh, <laughs> kim kardashian <laughs> kim kardashian become a brand yeah i i okay fine that there's one or two reasons but uh, say there are completely non uh, no no Cardi. at least she can sing <laughs> <laughs> um say uh, um say a, I know, a random cat video that people can remember but i say the piano cat which is like the cat video on the yeah, internet, yeah, the okay. piano cat, cat. Yeah. cat who keeps playing stuff right what lo- Okay, it may there it is may an give, emotional value. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is there is some value. The thing is, is the moment you remember something, there is because it's it because becomes, there is value that in some like rudimentary way. way, there is some value that is being created the moment you remember something. Yeah. Okay. I I suppose in a way our lives are determined by the memories that we have. Right? Yeah. For example, like you have a memory of this wall, but you don't really think about it. <laughs> that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> but essentially. But it's essentially, you it's me. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially the idea of creating a memory mm-hmm. and propagating that memory becomes the crux of what what we call brand management, right? Right. Oh, so I I actually have a little bit of interjection here. <clears throat> for the for for a for a while now, I've been uh, sort of cradling the idea that. humans are tool perceiving creatures yeah okay fine like if you ask someone to go into a room and then when they walk out to name things that were in the room they will name things that they can use like a table a chair a, a light switch a light something like that they'll never say persian rug on the floor okay you i have a that that is a that's a deeply psychological problem and i i am i'm not qualified to tell you whether that sure. is the okay. truth or not mm-hmm. some people may some people not may not i i am not very sure but essentially the the there is great utility in the fact that there lot of people know a name or a institute or a uh, item or something like that because as men as 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 the number of people who know about that name or institute or uh, utility or whatever the value of that thing mm-hmm. increases i i honestly don't know why that happens but it it happens 
uh, I would like off the top of my head, I would think it's because it it doesn't only solve one person's problem; it solves a lot of people's problem. Maybe, maybe I, I, I'm again, Dilish. I'm not exactly sure why it happens, sure. but it happens. Sure, sure. We don't we know. We don't know why light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know why light bends in gravity, but we know it happens. It gets that's. No, no, no. Pretty. We we know why light bends in gravity, but uh, sure. Let's let's just let's let's leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's have that conversation later. <laughs> but essentially, brand management is the capability, utility to maneuver memory. Sure. Okay. Right. So in that situation, how would you go about creating okay. a, a brand, or in this? sense a set of memories okay so the that's so brand management is essentially the utilization of memory how you get about it is because there are so many variables in a in a memory so let's start, start talking about a brand right right say a brand like coke coca cola we end up how professionally how you do it is we we end up because there are so many dimensions to a human's memory mm. how the business person approaches is saying okay fine there are five to six things which is known as a mix mm-hmm. that gets implemented to create that memory basically the the mix of experience we call it the marketing mix mm. to me it's a mix of experience right okay okay that mix of experience essentially ranges from how much what kind of product it is so for example coca cola is a beverage brown yeah a, a reddish brown drink that is extremely chill and it gives this specific sensation it's carbonated to how much it costs to what size of bottle it is in mm-hmm. to where i can get it Right. all of this constitutes a structure of memory around that specific name right. which is okay. coca cola mm-hmm. so essentially what we do is that's where that's where we we say marketing and brand management is different right okay. marketing is not brand management mm-hmm. okay marketing is brand management because one serves the other right and the other serves the latter marketing essentially what we call the what we call the marketing mix i i, I call it the experience mix mm-hmm. okay you have a name, you have you have a you have a thing that you can solve things with and you have a mix of things that say okay fine in order for me to propagate it these are the things that i have to do for example these are the variables i can play around play around with in order to deliver what is known as brand management so basically what you're doing is utilize, utilizing memory so wait uh, I, i don't get it uh, does it mean that the marketing mix is essentially an engine for propagating your brand or it is is it, it is half understood over there no it is a, that's why i told you brand uh, marketing is you can define it in two ways it's the business mm-hmm. process right. of understanding what people want right right that's one way of understanding because if it. you don't know what people want then you don't know how to manipulate the variables in the mix right i mean you could yeah. correct correct technically correct. as a as someone who has a background in math you could just hit random until you hit something that right. works yeah. right but so, still not yeah. in reality exactly exactly so what you do is you essentially line up these variables and you create 
a mix of experience right okay which is which ranges from a product to price yeah to bite which is place mm. to what proposition uh, coca cola is great with food mm. proposition i think the best example here in sri lanka is egb network yeah, yeah. exactly so that's a proposition mm. egb network is not a not necessarily what you call a it's not a real thing that people give no it's a perceived thought process it's, yeah, a, it's a proposal that the brand is making to create a lasting memory in somebody's mind right uh, yeah. for the rest of you what that means is uh, without egb we don't want food that's what the direct translation is but yeah, yeah i mean it's a bit better enunciated in english uh, so essentially what a brand does is it propagates what what a what a what brands do is or how brands grow is essentially propagate memories mm. okay so we say very simply there are two ways to grow a brand yeah you need to get people to you need to get more people to know about the brand if you want to become more famous sure. if you want to if you as an individual say viresh as an individual wants to create more value mm. you need to get famous becoming famous essentially means i need to be known by more people sure that is the big kahuna of brand that's the biggest thing that you can do get more people to know you you be develop value for yourself sure number one number two which is not generally articulated very well uh is essentially you say you need to deliver the quality of memory okay okay and the quality of memory differs in what you essentially want to deliver i'll i'll give an example of this um okay you have two watches mm. you have a casio and a rolex mm. side by side okay so now you can remember a casio yeah both of you can remember a casio yeah. right you remember a rolex you've seen yeah. a rolex yeah absolutely okay. What is the value that you aspire to the two? I mean, Rolex yeah. is like one of the most expensive watches. <laughs> like, if I was rich, yeah. that's what I would go. Okay. okay. So now, now, given the opportunity, what will you buy? Assuming that we have the money to pick whichever one we want. Yeah. Definitely Rolex. Yes. Okay. Hands down. That is the quality of memory. Right. Okay. 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 Right. Now, do both of you know the know Casio? Yeah. yeah that means you you already know that that means the idea of a casio has already come to you or sure. the memory of a casio is already there in your head sure, sure. but there's a greater quality of memory with regard to mm-hmm. the rolex okay given the opportunity you will buy the rolex now yeah there's a, there's a certain value added to just because it's a rolex exactly now let's find out why yeah that's because now let's find out why I mean, Japanese engineering is renowned worldwide mm-hmm. as being like all the way up there, right? yeah. and I don't even now that you mentioned, I don't even know where Rolexes are made. <laughs> Why do I consider? I, mean, I would assume the Swiss. A, a timepiece yeah. is only as good as its accuracy, right? I mean, that is how you would measure its value. And But then, uh, wait, let me let me tell you, a Casio is as accurate as a as, Rolex. Yeah, yeah. It, it must be. No, no, right? <laughs> it's more to do with what other people think of you when you're wearing a like a Rolex, right? It's, it's less. 
that is that is exactly what i'm saying right. all right so let's, that let's, is the quality that yeah. is the quality of the memory so that's, that's why great. do we have different qualities of when, memory? I, when i say it's the quality of the memory the the quality of the memory is essentially it's not casio intentionally may not as a business requirement the hmm. business model for casio may not be there to create a rolex type of memory right because you can choose the memory that you want to create Mm-hmm. The Casio memory might be exactly what is really needed for that business to grow. Yeah, because five billion people can buy a Casio, but like three people buy a Rolex. Rolex. <laughs> Correct, exactly. The business models might be different. The Casio business model is to go to more people. Mm. Yeah. Now, take the same example. Let's dig down. It's to be bought by more people, because both of them are pretty much the same memory. Yeah. everyone knows like let's just everyone assume, knows both of them right say exactly say let's just say everyone knows both of them mm. now let's see what now this is where the mix comes into play mm. okay let's see what makes one memory different to another memory right okay first thing is the build different is the product is the is the end solution different both of them tell time both of them tell time you tell time yeah functionality wise they both of them tell time yeah they tell them accurately yeah i i never owned a rolex so yeah. <laughs> they, they I, i'll tell you that they tell that time accurately sure okay but are the propositions different yeah i mean when you think of rolex you think like george clooney but when you think of casio you think of that's the memory that they have built but like yeah. at the very core of it is what they are proposing different they are proposing two different things they they are proposing two different what are the two different things they are proposing a, a casio is like something you would wear when you're going to school as a, as as a kid i will tell you the time i will tell that accurately yeah proposal sure good enough proposal yeah okay what is a rolex i'm a rich father <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Do you know how much I worth? He's pretty much what it says. <laughs> exactly. So a Rolex tells a completely different story. The proposal from Rolex is like that's why. Do you realize that? For example, Rolex sponsors uh, America's Cup. You know, America's America's Cup is basically like uh, you circumnavigate. the entirety of the world uh yeah, on yeah. a yacht yeah. uh, on a on a sailboat yeah leave it up to the americans to call it america <laughs> <laughs> uh the so and and there is a i don't know with the cnn or bbc but there's a cnn documentary that is sponsored by rolex to cover that entire thing yeah okay rolex sponsors uh golf tournaments yeah where tiger woods plays yeah 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 all gentlemen's yeah. so now proposition for so that's what i'm talking about is communication i'll get to that but the proposed proposition for the two is one is a timekeeping instrument one is a piece of jewelry sure okay i am different i am rolex rolex says i am different i am i am affluent i am wealthy and by by the very act of wearing me you will project something different mm-hmm. that is the rolex find the things in life that is the projection that is a proposal of rolex that's what you call a proposition right okay, okay. price 
one is thousand five hundred rupees, one is a million rupees in Sri Lanka. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. A, yeah. 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 Essentially, everyone can buy this. Yeah. Very few people will spend money on the other one. Yeah. 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 Proposal. Mm. Uh, price. Mm. Where is the casio available? Oh, at the local bookshop if you want it. <laughs> where is the where is the where is the Rolex available? A uh, couple of shops in the middle of Colombo, in like the most fancy of all the uh, places, right? right? Mostly like probably at jewelry stores. I don't know. I, I've never even looked. No, no, yeah, yeah. Jewelry stores, yeah. jewelry stores advertise brands like uh, Rolex, Tag, or uh, Patek Philippe, or Patek Philippe is not a watch. Sorry. Uh, but but it is a watch. But if it is a pen, is it? Yeah. There is something, Philip. That's a watch, though. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful watch. Okay. Uh, but essentially, you see where it's available. So one looks for exclusivity. Mm-hmm. One looks for com- common availability. Mm. Neither of these two are wrong. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. yeah. Both of these are perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Both of them make money. Yeah. But they make money in different ways. Mm. But they propagate a brand. Mm. So that's how. So basically what I took you through is how the mix essentially determines the memory. Okay, so what else is in the mix? Like you- it depends on what industry or like, uh, like say for example, uh, FMCG industry would say it's uh, proposition pack, which is the size of the pack. Hmm. Now, for a watch, there is no pack available. Sure. Yeah. Bigger watch. Bigger watch, smaller watch, there's no pack available, right? There's price. Uh, there is uh, proposition. Place? There is place. Uh, there is, uh, I always forget the last one. People? Uh, no. Um, proposition, pack, price, product, place, uh, ship. So, Anyway, there's one more P. Yeah, yeah, one more P. Uh, these are the six P's of marketing. These are the six, no, these are six P's of FMCG marketing. Right, okay. If you go into service, classical marketing textbooks will tell you there's, in addition to the, the general five product price, place, pro, uh, promotion. Uh, ah, sorry. The sixth one is promotion. Right. Uh, in FMCG marketing, which is basically communication. Okay. Okay. So apart from the basic six, five uh, in, in uh, say uh, service environment, mm. we would say there is people, processes and physical evidence. Okay. okay. Uh, so essentially what applies to a category differs slightly. Sure. From category to category yeah. or I mean service to FMCG to like for example, pack doesn't matter in, a, in trying to sell a sell a watch, the, the classic pack yeah. Yeah. element, whether it's a, in a 100 gram or 200 gram or kilo, yeah. doesn't matter when you're trying to sell a watch. So, but your don't get, yeah. so don't get hung up on the, the, the piece. All you need to do is, you need to figure out what elements of the, what elements are most applicable, relevant, applicable yeah. to that problem and that solution and that uh, category. Hmm. So don't worry about the piece. It can be five, it can be seven, it can be 10, it can be whatever you want to. So long as you are very clear about what what, what is applicable to the, the solution. And hmm. depending on the industry that you go into, the business that you go into, it will change slightly. But essentially what you're doing is, 
you are taking brand management you are saying there are six seven applicable variables mm-hmm. these variables i need to move in different directions in order to get me where i need to propagate my business now Which how brands grow idea. yeah how brands grow essentially is two ways you need to get more people to know about you and you need to increase the quality of that memory in whichever direction you want you want to be known quality of the memory is not i i want to be the best quality product in them it's not that quality it says i want to be known as the most value for money watch brand in the market mm-hmm. right okay. that is a, but i have to make sure that that is delivered in a very specific way right in in general marketing the quality of memory the quality part of the memory we say don't you need to craft the quality of the memory because that is what gets delivered to everyone who listens to you mm. what we need to try and do is always brand management is single focus is get more people to know your brand first mm-hmm. awareness is the trumping factor mm-hmm. of any brand management exercise yeah because none more of the people things matter right it, it's it's be it, yeah. it's a simple idea of being famous yeah the more famous you are more value that you create yeah yeah get more people to know you as more people get to know you if the quality of the memory gradually increases and and we have i know double jeopardy doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. explain yeah. this exactly but the the likelihood is as more people get to know you because you end up you end up spending more money in a in in that memory the the one that you're propagating mm-hmm. your mix you keep on spending more the people that will get to know you will end up buying you and you they will have better and better memories so the quality of the memory will generally increase right okay so essentially you are trying to do do these two things okay okay now how do you achieve this so what this what, what is said in the textbook which is how brands grow is you need to have a brand physical uh, mentally available which is what i was just talking about yeah, sure. which is about quality and quality and the number of number people of people who know you and it has to be physically available mentally mm. available and physically available physically available essentially means once people have to people know about you they must have an opportunity to buy you right okay, okay. it is not necessarily only about having it in different places it's about whether it's at the right price mm. whether not in a what scenario say in a fmcg scenario whether it's in the right packaging size whether the the whether the volume is right for their usage pattern mm-hmm. so you must make it available uh, easy for people to buy so the first rule of marketing is make people know what your first rule of brand management is make people know that you are there sure mm-hmm. awareness okay or mental availability then next thing is make make it easy for people to buy yeah that is essentially it that is entirety of brand management right okay right. understand your problem mm-hmm. find a solution give make it a name create a structure around it through your six 
Awesome. Seven, seven or ten piece. Whatever piece eight. that you want to use. Yeah. Cre- create a structure that is easily sellable. That structure includes where you get distributed to what price you are at. Then make sure you make it easy for once they know about you, which is brand management, make it make it easy for people to buy you. Yeah. Now what where the where the thought process differs is now if you sell a Rolex watch at 150 rupees or 1500 rupees as your price. The memory that you're building, the, the, the quality of the memory that you're building on the 1500 rupee Casio, uh, sorry, 1500, uh, uh, quality of the memory that you're building on the, on the Rolex, Rolex yeah. will no longer stand because it won't be owned by few people. It'll be owned by everyone. Mm-hmm. If you have the same product, same price, same product, same proposition, you can say, ah, this is a great, it's a piece of jewelry. But the moment you take the the price down to thousand five from a million rupees to thousand five hundred rupees, everyone will say no. Everyone can have it. But yeah. now the proposition has completely changed again. Yeah, when everyone is special, no one is right. Correct. Exactly. So I feel like, okay. Rolex would be a cool example over here. But one person uh, who I'd like to show over here who did this the complete opposite way was mm. the launch of OnePlus. Yeah. It was still a dirt cheap phone. You just had oh, to get an invite. There was it no, wasn't dirt cheap. It was pretty dirt cheap. It was known as the flagship killer and it was nowhere close to the price of everything else. So that's a, that's a tactical move. That's mm-hmm. very different. Okay, fine. So if you want to talk about OnePlus, I, I don't know the OnePlus case study entirely. I'm just, I'm just assuming. If they delivered all the variables of uh, Apple or Samsung and mm-hmm. gave it cheap, you're making it available physically for people to buy. Yeah. So you're saying that's a that's a classic market entry tactic that has been used for the longest amount of time. Deliver everything that everyone else is delivering. Mm-hmm. Deliver it better if you can. Then go and pl- pug, uh, peg yourself cheaper and make it available for people to buy. Yeah. Physically available for people. Yeah, to but buy. it wasn't, right? You needed to go get one of you needed to be you need to have an invite to go buy. So that's why so that's, that's why they created the exclusivity, I suppose. That's why that's where that's where that's why that's where while you understand the flow of marketing, the structure of brand management easily, the permutation and combinations that you can make to deliver it is infinite. Right. That's why not. That's why not everyone does it, and people who do it, there are clear variables in people who do it well and people who do it badly. Right, it's a high risk, high reward sort of. Uh, no, it's not a high risk, high. Re- it's not only high risk, high reward. Uh, it's it's about the the nuances that you need to be aware of mm-hmm. are like multiple. Like for example, pricing, the detail that we go in. Like for example. Pricing detail is not about whether something is expensive or cheap. Mm-hmm. We look at what is the optimal con- optimum conversion rate from A brand to B brand. We look at what is the absolute rate, what is the competitive rate, what is the price per gram. We look at 100 variables before we get into understanding what price. So the nuance of each of these piece, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, fine, let me, let me put it analogically. 
you can learn uh, say a martial art or learn a weapon okay you can learn it basically and you can learn it deep competitively yeah. yeah. so for example yeah <laughs> competitively or deeply yeah if you learn it deeply that means the nuance of that learning is mar- like tremendously great right same with marketing you right. can understand the core crux of it it's very easy to understand the crux of it mm. it's a problem solution to brand management to manipulating the piece right but those variables are highly nuanced highly detailed the combinations are extremely difficult to manage and that's why brand managers are highly paid mm-hmm. in in corporate environments and that's why you recruit specifically like really high quality individuals into that in those roles because they need to contend with so many variables right so they're constantly doing a multi variable yeah, everything yeah. literally everything yeah. exactly exactly the exactly what i'm saying so the crux of it is very simple yeah uh yeah because okay so now that you mention it um price can somehow affect promotion yeah. and then there'll be a fall off of the promotion that will affect the pack size and so on and so forth right you can i mean like the you could literally take any two and then and and and, and, and hit factorial over there yeah, as yeah. the amount of stuff that you need to and forget about any two and hit the factorial on it the 3 4 5 6 no, no, all the way in every one mm-hmm. there are 50 way, like 100 variables every one like for example pricing so for example the way we look at pricing we look at pricing versus competitor we look at prices versus conversion rate we look at prices versus price versus on absolute term price what per gram absolute term no like what do you have to pay for to get something like an absolute price right okay price per gram because somebody might be giving uh, the absolute i'll use soap mm-hmm. one soap 100 grams 50 rupees okay okay 2 rupees uh, uh sorry uh uh, uh, uh 50 cents 50 cents a gram yeah okay one soap much better soap right 100 rupees 25 grams okay oh. yeah essentially yeah absolute layoff is the same yeah. but you're getting a much smaller bar of soap right essentially that happens you, you can do variables within variables within variables within variables until your that house come home on this one yeah so is there is there, in your experience is there a point where you've gone too far like it's too deep oh yeah yeah it's we, no point we, we are we are we are we are known to for you it's it's very easy to go too far because there's a lot of data available and there's a lot of knowledge available and and there are lots of that's why we are we are generally moving into very evidence based marketing that mm-hmm. something works we use that and we codify it and we move on to say this is the way it works this is the way it should be working in the future as well right. but doesn't happen all the time mm-hmm. uh can people go too far absolutely there are many examples of going way too far with uh, a piece of marketing where one it comes out of the fact that you don't completely understand the consumer you are talking to nor do you understand the problem that you are trying to solve, trying to solve. Mm-hmm. but essentially yes there is something as something i mean o analyzing is a classic 
problem in uh, most of yeah i feel like that's manager. what i'll do if i was a brand manager <laughs> <laughs> you can go on and on and on yeah, you yeah. can never not stop doing this yeah yeah uh, but essentially what you need to do is you need to establish the principles that your brand works on mm-hmm. basis the the six p's and what you want to achieve which is memory and availability and create a structure and do micro granular corrections to uh to ensure that yeah. you keep some propagating or growing yeah. over time so i've got one last thing so i mean i think that gives us all a really good idea on what exactly marketing and branding actually entails mm. but there's one last thing that i would really like to throw your way and get your opinion on and that is equity right and by that i mean brand equity which is the methodology that i would state you would use to measure right yeah. how well your brand is doing do yeah. you uh can you tell a little bit more about what exactly brand equity is okay so equity is one of the it is one of the most used word the most vaguely understood in my view i feel so <laughs> too i feel like it's just a buzzword <laughs> because uh, yeah so like people say uh, this brand has great equity what does it really really mean i don't think most people do i mean like if you really want to trump up a marketing professor please go and ask them what equity is and they will completely fumble they will say things like ah it's house uh, how how what the relationship between a person's memory not a memory they won't even use that word they will say the relationship between the brand and the person and how much affinity they feel how much loyalty they feel towards you know it's all cock <laughs> <laughs> there will there will lot of woo woo in equity mm-hmm. uh but classic equity i i describe it in three things mm-hmm. okay first thing is three measurable uh specific things first thing is your brand known is your brand in the consideration set mm. for your category purpose. category yeah so basically do they know you to buy you yeah so if you take a soap mm-hmm. uh say tell me names of five soaps lux sunlight dove dove <laughs> um uh, what do i use that rani rani thing yeah. uh, and uh, life bar there you go yeah. yeah i mean that's a little bit biased <laughs> that's what <laughs> you call you deliver products I think. yeah <laughs> no but that is what you call spontaneous recall mm-hmm. you have not been aided to do think about it mm. but you know you are in the you are in the consideration set sure. right okay. so there are three levels of recall mm-hmm. first level of recall is called top of mind okay which is basically what you said mm. lux mm. do you use lux these days no but mom has like a stack of them at home. okay so there it is available in your house yes okay fine so that's why top of mind is generally not considered because top of mind has a very strong correlation to uh penetration and share and sale because generally when somebody's when when your brand when the brand is top of mind mm. that means it's generally the brand that is being used at the time okay. or you have a very close association with it getting there is the best thing to do sure that means you are getting used that's yeah. important yeah if you can't get there because there are so many proxies we don't look at that mm-hmm. the proxies are penetration and share and sale and all that we say at least in the consideration set unaided consideration set 
Okay. So the first thing you need to look at is, are you available mentally unaided in the consideration set to solve your problem? Okay. First thing. That's the first thing. Are you remembered? Sure. Second thing is, are you bought on a regular basis or are people buying you? Mm. Not a regular basis. Forget about the regular. Are people buying you? Is the population that you're talking to buying you on a buying you? Mm. Forget about the regular basis. Right now, at least once a year, six months, every six months or whatever. Are they buying you? Mm. Which we measure through something called penetration. There's yeah. a definite number for it. It's a, it's a it's a running study always done in normal marketing circles. You can check the show notes. We'll be uh, putting how exactly yeah. that works. Yeah. Uh, so there's penetration. Number three is, are they buying you more than anyone else? Okay. Which is share. Sure. Okay. Explain that one a bit. So, you know, everyone understands market share. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically that. Yeah. Essentially that. It's market share. Mm. So it's first, do they know you? Then are they buying you? But that's not enough. Are yeah. they buying you, you versus your competitors? Because it's equity, no? Yeah. Mm. It is the, it's, it's the added, it's the value that you are giving to that. Like, mm. Lot of people may know you, lot of people may buy you, but lot of people may not buy you other better than anyone else, more right. than anyone Someone else. Someone else might be bought. So then, then there is, so that's where A brand and B brand the equities differ. I, I feel like that's a great equation for figuring out, right? Because it's the three levels. It feels like almost a Maslow's hierarchy level stuff. Yeah. The first level is just to be known. Yes, that's enough. As long as they know you, that's good. But then after that, if they know you, but they aren't buying you, what's your point rate, right? Yeah. And so, if they are buying you, if you aren't the best by that, you mean like if everyone else is not worse off than you, yeah. then you have so much more room to grow, right? Yeah. And those are the three principles that you can basically use to guide. Mm. And when you say a brand has equity or it has, it is growing equity, you're essentially saying, are these three things moving up? Mm. Right. Okay. Do they, when you say it's not this brand has more equity than the other brand, it essentially means these three numbers are higher than the other three. If you take brand A, brand B, these three numbers are higher than the other three, uh, the and numbers the of the other three number, brands. Yeah, right, okay. And it's not enough for two of them to be higher. No, you can have two of them being higher, one of them being lower. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are again, a lot of permutations. Okay. But what you need to understand is essentially, if you answer these three questions, you understand the standing of your brand in the Sense solution set or the, the category set. Yeah. Which is, I feel a large part of what, uh, uh, I think it's an important, not a large part, sorry. Uh, it's a point that a lot of people miss, which is that marketing and branding and all of this works, uh, like marketing and branding, all of this, right? It works within the space of everyone else. Right? Correct. Everyone, Correct. I mean, I feel like even when I was entering marketing in the beginning, it was all about, oh, what does my collateral look like? All of that. But never did I stop to think, yeah, what is everyone else in the market doing? Yeah, but the thing it, is you don't it, was, it was mostly like a me, 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 me situation, right? Yeah, yeah. that doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> because you can be me, 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 and yeah. then decide, realize that, uh, okay, somebody else is doing something much better than me. Yeah. And if somebody else is doing much better than me, that means they are getting more penetration. Like share and penetration are highly One correlated. of these is higher. Basically. All of these three things are highly correlated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If one grows, the other grows, the other grows. Sure. Yeah. yeah, in in that hierarchy. And like the cool thing because is... Because with the first one, you're essentially dealing with mental availability, right? Correct. 
First one you are dealing with mental availability. Second one you are dealing with a subset of physical availability. Physical availability. Like for example, I'll I'll give you a, I'll give you a I'll give you a simple like a rule that we run. Say you have spontaneous recall growing. Mm-hmm. Your awareness is growing, but your penetration is stagnant. Mm. It can be that your pricing is incorrect. People right. know you because you're advertising like hell. but you are just too expensive sure. to buy sure people may know you uh you might be in the wrong tax size right people may know you but uh, uh yeah wrong tax size availability uh Yeah, you may not be available yeah you might you can't find find it anywhere yeah. to buy yeah. yeah so price availability pack size from awareness to say for example your penetration is growing mm-hmm. but you are not gaining share mm-hmm. you are increasing this doesn't happen very often mm-hmm. generally when your penetration see maybe it depends it depends largely so for example like countries like india your penetration can grow but your share may not be stagnant mm-hmm. because your category is growing everyone is buying into the category right new category but people are not buying you more okay sure you understand uh, right? Yeah, right, right right so the say for example say in india soap penetration is at 50% mm. next it goes to 55% that means all the brands in that set are all growing penetration mm. but brand a versus brand b brand a is the same that's the, the share stays stagnant mm-hmm. so penetration is growing up share is stagnant right 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 that means people are buying you yes because the category is growing and the mm-hmm. there are more people buying into the category but people are not buying you specifically basically any so by that point would the growth <laughs> is not completely yours it's shared among all your competitors uh, yeah now that is that too is a problem sure for a marketer who's handling a brand yeah. that too is a problem yeah. i mean from penetration to share it can be again the entire mix can be a problem yeah. that means they are buying you because you are the most available soap but you are a shit soap <laughs> uh so the moment your competitor increases distribution and increases the places it goes into instead of buying you they are buying that sure okay yeah so amidst the three things that we set as equity there is a definitive way like the mix acts within those equity sets mm-hmm. okay so essentially equity is those three simple things are you known are you been bought are you been bought better than anyone else mm-hmm. and if all of these are ticks if you mean if you say i am better than everyone else that means you have a strong equity if it's coming down that means you are a weakening equity mm-hmm. if you are lower than the other brand that is in the market that means you have a weaker equity than the other brand uh, in the in the the category right that's essentially about equity i mean like if you want to screw up any like most old time 80s 90s marketers just ask this question they will get they'll fumble over their feet right <laughs> because it, this is generally not known this is this is not entirely 
the thought process is not uh, is largely derived out of again the Ehrenberg best model and because of what we know about how brands grow uh, and again Byron Sharp and Jenny Romanek and that 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 school of thought mm-hmm. uh, but I of course have not seen this structure being put in place so this is a point of view from me mm-hmm. and there might be other points of view as well so I, I'll leave that as a uh, take like, with grain of salt yeah yeah, take with a grain of salt. As I mean, see whether there are other options available as well. Sure. But how I define equity in a market is essentially this. Okay. Because these three things say whether your memory is strong or not strong. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Which ties yeah. back to the initial, which is the number Correct. of people who know you and the quality of the memory. Right? Correct. Yeah. So I guess the key takeaway from all of this is that you just need to get people to buy more from Correct. You. Yeah. Don't worry. The, the 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 fundamental. I think the 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 last point of view is ensure that more people buy you. That's it. Ensure that more people first of all know you, mm. then then buy you, then they end up buying you better than anyone else. Then your marketing problem is solved. Right. Basic focus is that. I know that. That's essentially the entirety of marketing you will learn in most university courses in like really good universities. Right. Uh, most bad university courses will essentially t- teach you something completely crap <laughs> in my perspective because I've read some of these courses and they are cock and bull. Yeah. Uh, but essentially that is, is, the, is the general thought process on marketing. Okay. But remember it's this is just the structure. Yeah, yeah. The permutations are endless. Sure, definitely. <laughs> yeah, let's. As with anything <laughs> that is worth doing, right? Yeah. Any, anything that has more than two variables <laughs> is kind of like that. Well, it's yeah. Okay. Anyway, thanks a lot for tuning in, guys. So, uh, tuning in is like we're on a fucking yeah, radio. Yeah, we, we are on radio. We really aren't on radio. Thanks for clicking on our faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's the one. <laughs> But yeah, all right. So if there's anything else you guys would like to ask, uh, you can drop us an email. Uh, it'll be on the show notes. Um, yeah, see you guys later. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the show. This was all about marketing. And if you would like to know more, all three of us would suggest you go read a book called How Brands Grow. Now I've dropped a link in the show notes and we consider it the Bible of this field and everyone should read it. Uh, this also is an affiliate link, uh, full disclosure, sponsored basically, <laughs> no not really. But yeah, if you use the link to go get it for yourself, you get a li- give a little bit of commission to us and you support the show in your own way. And also it'll help you, guaranteed. Alright, thanks for tuning in guys.